Gentlemen, Rob Porter on 970 WDAY AM 93.1 FM. Happy to be with you today. I um, we got uh, Insurance Commissioner John Godfrey on. Uh, yesterday we had on Marvin Nelson, he uh, Democratic State Rep from Rolla, also the Democrats' gubernatorial candidate from last year. Uh, he is backing an initiated measure to make big changes to workers' comp, uh, workers' compensation insurance, and the way it's handled in North Dakota, including a whole uh, moving. Uh, the organization, Workforce Safety and Insurance, which which has a monopoly on workers' comp insurance in the state of North Dakota, state-owned workers, uh, Workforce Safety and Insurance, moving it under the insurance commissioner's office. We'll have insurance commissioner John Gottfried on to talk about that uh, later in the program. I mean, listen, that, that proposal's got big, big implications for the cost of doing business in the state of North Dakota. So it's something worth talking about. Again, we'll have uh, John Gottfried on a little bit later in the program. You can join at any time. At 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. Nolan, how are you? I am doing quite well. How are you? Uh, pretty well. Uh, what was going on? Did you watch Monday Night Football last night? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I didn't watch it. I'm not a football fan. Did you see this guy on on the sideline, like the sideline reporter guy? I did. Yes, who had I did. Like a, I later, an aneurysm or something. Yeah, I don't know what he was. It was uh, it was in the later game. I didn't see it, it live, was, but I saw it on Twitter later. It was surreal. Yeah, he uh, was there more than one Monday night game. Yeah, there were two. Oh. They always premiere, or I guess the opening week, they always have two. I'm not games. a football fan, so this stuff. I don't know. They're playing like <laughs> on Thursdays and stuff. I can't follow this stuff. Anymore. Yeah. Apparently the guy, I guess I didn't know this until this morning, is that apparently that guy that was having so much trouble, apparently he works for ESPN Deportes, which is the, the Spanish yeah, I read that. station. Right. So I don't know if there was like a, a barrier in language or what the deal was, but I did just find that out this morning too. But it was uh it was it was kind of funny. Like I I, I found out about it on Twitter, I guess, and um I was thinking one of two things is possible. I, I thought maybe maybe ESPN is tanking to try to get out of their expensive NFL contract. They're having so many financial problems. Maybe they're getting the NFL to cancel their their contract and let them out of it. Uh, my other my other big theory was maybe this was the way. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. You know, the only thing that's interesting about football these days is whether or not players are going to kneel during the national anthem, right? I mean, it's these it's these off field scandals. I, I think honestly that are more important than what's going on in the football field right now. I, yeah, I just yeah, I mean, it takes it seems to take precedent, especially on major networks like ESPN and things like that. I think they focus yeah. more on the the negative things that take place off the field. I certainly agree with that. All right. Well, who knows? Hey, let's talk about property taxes for a moment. I I know uh, folks in Cass County a little bit upset because they're getting uh, some big property tax increases. But but really, I, I think what's happening in Cass County, uh, to one degree or another, is is probably happening in in property tax jurisdictions across the state. And and there's some interesting political dynamics around it. And and what's driving me nuts is that the local local governments are passing the buck on property taxes they just they just are they're they're using excuses they've been doing it for years and they're continuing to do it and i think the time has come for the public to stop accepting it if you're upset about your property tax bill going up do not let local leaders tell you that it's the legislature's fault or it's just circumstances because your valuations are going up there are things that they can do to keep property taxes in line they're refusing to do them and the people that need to be held accountable for it are local leaders your city commissioners your county commissioners your park board members 
wherever the problem's coming from, they're the ones that need to be held accountable. Now, I say that, I, I want to preface some of these comments by saying, I'm not letting the legislature off the hook either. The legislature handled property taxes stupidly. I have been talking about this for the better part of a decade now, using uh, surplus revenues during you know, oil boom and crop boom uh, times to buy down property taxes is a stupid long-term policy. That was never going to work, right? It's it's like saying, well, we can afford to uh, to spend more on our credit card, uh, you know, because you know I, I got a Christmas bonus, right? I, I mean, you just it ain't going to work, right? I mean, it's like it's like the legislature was like, okay, property taxes are too high, so we're going to buy them down with these boom time revenues that aren't going to last forever. Well, well, guess what happened? The boom time revenues ended. The legislature couldn't continue to. To, to buy down property taxes, right, because property taxes are an ongoing expense. They couldn't hide the property tax problem in statewide surpluses anymore, so they stopped the buy-downs. Now local leaders are using the end of those property tax buy-downs to jack up property taxes. And I think it's baloney. I think the legislature uh, should be held accountable for starting the buy-downs in the first place. It was unsustainable policy. They never should have gone down that road in the first place. They deserve the blame for that. But local leaders, they don't get off the hook. They don't get off the hook for raising property taxes at a time when they could be tightening the belt, too. I had Senate Senate Majority Leader Rich Wardner on this program back in April, and that was a point that he made, was that local leaders need to tighten the belt, too. And the thing that I'm afraid of is that they're just not going to. They're not going to because it's politically convenient for them to blame the legislature. And then, of course, you have Democrats who have a partisan political interest in this, and their you know, various mouthpieces in the media are going to be braying on and on, blaming the Republican majority, saying they cut taxes too much, uh, they cut taxes for big oil, and they cut taxes for corporations, and that you know, led them to, to, to not be able to do the property tax buy-downs anymore, which is baloney. First of all, the oil tax reforms didn't reduce revenues. They increased revenues. Uh, and as for the other tax cuts, that was good policy. The reason we ran short on revenues isn't tax cuts. It's because the oil boom went away. Oil prices fell. Crop prices fell. Our problem's not tax cuts. Our problem's commodity prices and an economy that is too in the thrall of commodity prices. So this idea that, you know, the the Democrats making political hay over this and the folks on the left making political hay over this, that's a distraction. And the local leaders saying, oh, they stopped the buy-downs, that's a distraction. What's got to happen at the local level is there's got to be some belt tightening. It is time for local leaders to finally be held accountable for local property taxes because we've been playing this game where people turn up the heat on local leaders and they pass the buck to the state for way too long. That's how we got in this in the first place. That's why the legislature started these property tax buy-downs in the first place is because local leaders started blaming the state and the statewide leaders foolishly fell for it. Well, no more. Love to hear what you think. 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. What do you think? Do you think I'm right? Do local leaders deserve blame for, for the property tax issues, or is it statewide leaders? Love to hear what you think. We'll be back right after this on The Rob Report on 970 WDAY AM and 93.1 FM. Don't go away.
Welcome back, Rob Report on 970 WDAY AM, 93.1 FM. Email talk at WDAY.com, 701-293-9000, Here, uh, listen, the problem that with, with property taxes, and, and people are, are perennially ticked off about property taxes, and, you know, a, a lot of the problem is is that property taxes vary a lot from area to area. I mean, a lot of it's going to depend on, what your local park board doing, what your local city council doing, what your county commission doing, right? That That's going to impact what you pay in property taxes a lot more than what the legislature is doing, except when the legislature tries to poke their long, pointy nose into the local property tax issue. It's, it's what drives me nuts about this issue, right, is because local leaders who, I'm sorry, are, are the villains in a lot of this, and they don't get nearly enough credit for being the villains, but they are. They want to have their cake and they want to eat it too, right? So what happens is, is is they want local control. They want local autonomy. They want to be able to make their own decisions locally. And I, I don't necessarily disagree with that, right? I mean, it goes to the whole, uh, you know, government that governs best is the government that's closest to the people. Like, generally, I think that's a good concept. I agree with that. But the thing about local governance is, the thing about that local autonomy is that in order for it to work well, in order for it to be the best sort of government, because it's closest to the people, is that there also has to be local accountability. There has to be local responsibility. And I think when it comes to the property tax issue, we have not been seeing that. Because the local governments, and not to mention their lobbyists and pressure groups, like the North Dakota Association of Counties and the League of Cities and some of these other organizations, what they have been able to do is create a political dynamic where any attempt to control local spending coming from the legislature, which is, you know, caps on spending or or caps on, on property tax mill levies or, or any of the other myriad of ideas that have been thrown out at the legislature to try to address this problem, the minute you start talking about any of those things, they start screaming about local control. Right? They're saying, you know, the legislature should stay out of this. The legislature shouldn't be in charge of this. This is a local issue. Leave it to the locals. Local control, local control, local control. That's all they want to talk about is local control. Until property taxes go up because of the decisions made by local people. Decisions like refusing, like like just happened in Cass County, by the way, and, and City Commissioner Tony Garrig threw a fit about it, rightfully so. But local, the local city commission in Fargo deciding to just allow valuations to push up property tax bills. Now, did the city need the money? Was it necessary to allow valuations result in essentially an automatic increase in taxes paid by citizens? No. But that happens all the time, and not just at Fargo, all across the state. Home values rise, property values rise, and so it turns into just an automatic tax hike. There's no demonstrated need that the additional revenue is needed. They just find ways to spend it. So you've got that going on. So I I, I don't know. I think it, in, in the property tax issue going forward, we need to stop talking about the legislature. The only thing we want to say about the legislature is stay out of it and focus on your local leaders. 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. Jim, you're up. Hey, you know, this is, you're exactly right. This has nothing to do with the state leadership. You look at local leadership in West Fargo. They've been pushing to spend, 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 and they have gotten their way with it. Look at, look, look at it. We have, we have 
aquatic centers, hockey arenas, um, all this stuff. And now we're getting hit hard with property taxes, and this right. isn't the end. We're getting those are nice things. Harder. I mean, don't get me wrong. Stuff. Hockey rinks and aquatic centers are nice. Oh, they're very nice. There's a bill that they're comes with They're used by two percent of the population out of the whole total uh, of right. West Fargo, and I can't, yet the rest you know, of us have to pay for it. And that's the problem, right. Rob. You know, it, yeah. it's ridiculous. So, so here, here's the thing. Like, I'm I'm not a citizen of West Fargo, right? I don't pay taxes in West Fargo. So, what goes on in West Fargo is like what hockey rinks or aquatic centers or whatever you do or do not build, and the implications for your local taxes to me is a local issue, right? That's up to you, Jim, and, and the rest it's, of your fellow taxpayers issue, in West Fargo. But, the, but right. the fact is, you've got a small minority of the population and a lazy voter population who who's right. just like, oh, whatever, you know. And, and then see, they I, around, and all of a sudden, our property taxes have gone through the roof. And now they're pissed off. Now, now you, know? you now I you you mentioned a lazy a lazy voting a lazy local population when it comes to voting. So here's exactly. I think I think and, I think I think, I think that, that's you know, hold look, on, Jim. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just the way it is. The, the school board and the, the people of the uh, the people who wanted this thing to pass uh, rigged this rigged this last election for a lot of these wants in their favor and they, you know and that is not a service to the people of West Fargo but they did it and you can look at the facts and then that's the way well, it is okay well I, I don't I don't know anything about that I will say that local local thanks for the call Jim I will say that local people not engaging fully in these local debates about about and, and exerting uh, their their muscle as voters, whether it's showing up at city council meetings and expressing their their point of view or or voting, uh, I think that's a side effect of how much of this debate has been moved to the state level, right? Again, local local politicians they want all the credit for these great things, right? When they build a new hockey rink or they build a new aquatic or, or whatever it is that they're doing. That's fun and that's great and it gets a lot of positive coverage. The local leaders, they want all the credit for that, right? Look what we did. We built this for you. Love us, right? That's what they want. But then when the bill comes due, right, and your property taxes go up because now you got all these additional things to pay for, who do they want you to blame? The legislature, which is exactly what I'm talking about. And and that's why... Maybe that's why people aren't showing up. Maybe that's why they're not viewing these local elections or these local debates over local spending as all that important. They seem to think everything's happening down in Bismarck. It's not. The decisions that are driving your property taxes are being made by your county commission, by your city commission, by your park board. They're being made locally. They're not being made in Bismarck. They're being made locally in your community. And if you're upset about your property taxes, the people that need to hear about it are your local leaders. Period. Full stop. That's where it's got to be. Now, there's a lot of politics. There's a lot of reasons. There are Democrats out there that want to use this as a statewide issue and smear Republicans with it. There are, you know, the local leaders and their lobbyists themselves that want to evade responsibility for it. And you need to cut through that and hold your local leaders responsible. Insurance Commissioner John Godfrey coming up next. You can call in with your comments or questions. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. I'm Rob Port on 970 WDAYM and 93.1 FM. We'll be right back. Gathering, 
Welcome back. Rob Report on 970 WDAY AM and 93.1 FM. Insurance Commissioner John Godfrey joins me now. You can call in with your comments or questions, 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. Mr. Godfrey, how are you? Doing very well. Thanks, Rob. I'm sure you've heard about it. And yesterday I had, uh, I, I guess I had the, the chief mover and shaker behind it on the show, uh, State Representative Marvin Nelson, Democrat from Rolla. Uh, he is backing an initiated measure and, and I don't, I don't have a copy of the final draft, but, you know, he's, he's, he spoke about some broad concepts which they're proposing. Um, one of which is moving workforce safety and insurance, which is basically the state owned, a company that has a, a monopoly on on workers comp insurance coverage in our state moving that from being sort of an in- independent entity under your office uh and then also among other things uh expanding coverage for uh mental i i i guess like like mental disorders that result from the workplace so you know think like PTSD for first responders and also expanding coverage uh for non-wage workers like say volunteer firefighters uh, who maybe don't earn any workers' comp, you know, wage, but if they get injured on the job, then they're not getting disability. Uh, those are some of the things he mentioned, and I wanted to get your thoughts. I, I guess first and foremost, the, the, the biggest one in terms of your office is moving WSI under the insurance department. Is that something you'd support? Well, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go. I'll back up a little bit. Uh, you know, this is kind of the the first we've heard of it. The first I heard of it was on Friday. Um, you know, I know Representative Nelson has introduced a few different uh, bills last session. Uh, one of them was to move WSI underneath the insurance department. Uh, that bill was defeated. Um, I just, I just want to kind of say that, you know, even prior to that bill and prior to this discussion about this measure, you know, I'm a little disappointed Representative Nelson hasn't even reached out to our office at all to get any kind of input uh, on what it looks like. And so, Really, without a measure that that I can look at, or without an idea that we can really flesh out, it's it's tough to really comment on it. Um, but I'll say there, you know, the difference is is whether or not he wants to move WSI underneath the insurance department, so it's it's a it's a regulated company by the insurance department, or does he want to move the entire entity under the insurance department, and what does that look like? Uh, there's some important pieces in there that need to be kind of hammered out, and I'm not sure uh, that that we're going to get there in time for a measure. So it's it's not something that I'm asking for from the insurance department. It's not something that we're, uh, you know, necessarily advocating for. Um, I will say it's it's been a little disheartening again, even even through the legislative session and now into this renewed measure effort, uh, that there's there's really been no contact, uh, you know, from Representative Nelson on on how this would work. So it 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 seems almost like he's operating on his own, which is you know he's have as every right to do. Um, but this would be a big change. This would be a big move for our state, and uh, it, it's it's going to be a pretty complex issue. Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand. If you want to join in, eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. Now, now, what somebody has told me, and I, I guess I don't remember this specifically, but but somebody has told me that that your predecessor in office, uh, Commissioner Adam Ham, uh, mm-hmm. also a Republican. Had had supported some idea of of moving WSI under the insurance department. Is that is that true to your knowledge? You know, I've done a little bit of research. I haven't done a, a enough. You know, as of Friday afternoon when I first kind of got heard about this this potential ballot measure, um, and there is some legislation that goes back into I believe it's the the twenty two thousand nine session maybe uh, where Commissioner Ham did introduce a bill to move uh, WSI underneath the or so insurance department regulated WSI. 
I think it's important to note, too, that, you know, there's no doubt that WSI in the history of our state has had some troubled times. I mean, you go back to the early 2000s, and uh, it went through some trouble, and it went through some some chaos. But I, I think, you know, the legislature, to their credit, and the business community, to their credit, have, have all worked together to, uh, in, in my opinion, kind of right that ship, and there's been leadership change. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, Brian Klipfel, who is the director of WSI right now, is, is paying for the sins of some of his predecessors, in some of these discussions, because I think he's doing a fairly good job, and I think uh, WSI is running a, a, a very, very efficient operation right now. And, and as has been mentioned, uh, you know, previously, is that it's we provide some of the best benefits in the country with the lowest premiums, and so it's it's tough to to really find fault with a lot within that system, especially given you know the changes that they've undertaken, and and you know they're kind of running at a at a good speed right now. I wanted to ask you this because I mean, I mean, obviously, WSI is a little bit of a special case in that it's mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's a state-run insurance company, basically yep. that that just sells workers' comp insurance. Um, I, I, I guess I mean, because you're saying, I mean, you're asking what, what I think is a very important question: In what way are we going to move WSI under the insurance department? Is it going to be regulated by the insurance department, or is it going to be basically operated by yep. by, by the insurance department? If it's the latter, if we're talking about the insurance department operating what amounts to an insurance company, does that come to, I mean, is that a conflict of interest? Because now it seems like we're moving outside of what your office is, is traditionally, you're a regulator, you're regulating insurance companies, now you're operating an insurance company. I'll, I'll tell you what, I would be very uncomfortable with that situation. Uh, I, I don't think, I think that's certainly outside of the scope of what this office is intended to do, and it... Uh, it, it would, it would, you know, it would, it would make me uh, uncomfortable, and I have to take a good hard look at what this. Again, without a measure, it's tough to tough to really know what this this debate is going to be. But right, um, that that would be, I think, in, inherently a little uncomfortable for me. What is your department's role when it comes to WSI today, if if any? At this point, it's it's none. It's been separated out. Uh, their own, they're their own separate agency, and and they're they're kind of they're they're run underneath the governor's office. Uh, and so, so there's a comment too that they're they're unaccountable and they're you know they don't have any accountability to anybody. Well, you know the WSI board of directors is appointed by the governor. The the Brian Clipfall is appointed by the governor. So there is, it's kind of an offshoot of the governor's office, and there's some executive branch control there. So uh, and there's and there's obviously legislative oversight yeah, as well. Absolutely, and and so as of right now, we don't have any any real uh, dealings with WSI and and how we necessarily we don't have any regulatory authority over them. And again, to the credit of the legislature and to the credit of the, the folks who have worked through that reform system, I mean, even back in the 90s and then into the early 2000s, um, you know, we're to a point now where, uh, and you can talk to Representative George Kaiser, who knows about this more about this than than probably anybody. You know, our system is now being looked at as as a model across the country, and and it's it's because it's working so well, and it's because it's it's a little different, and uh, again, it's it's very competitive and. Uh, it's it's kind of along the lines of it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. Uh, and I think you saw that you know with the with the bills that Representative Nelson brought in last session that the the legislature kind of feels a similar way. When I wrote about this because I I interviewed Representative Nelson yesterday and then yesterday afternoon I put the audio up on the blog and and the response I've gotten from people on social media and in emails and whatnot are are a mostly for business owners obviously because it's it's businesses for the most part that are that are buying workers comp insurance for for their employees uh and, and are indeed required to by by law um what i'm hearing from them is why are we trying to fix what isn't broken 
right? Why why are we trying? You know, they're saying we have very very low premiums. It's a very very efficient system. Uh, you know, workers' comp has a has a big you know uh, I, I, surplus, or I, I guess they, they've built up a big uh, you know a, 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 a big amount of money says you know yep. set aside. Um, so I, I guess you know what they're saying is what's what's broken here? What's why why fix this? And I'm looking at Representative Nelson's proposals, and and like them or hate them, I I think you know anytime you expand what has to be covered, so okay, we're gonna we're gonna expand, and now we're gonna cover uh, you know PTSD or, or other mental disabilities. Well, like that or not, that's gonna mean additional cost, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody's got the businesses are gonna have to pay more for that coverage. So, uh, you know, it, it, do you think that there's a will out there for you know I'm in the business community to to basically raise the cost of doing business in North Dakota since this is this is a prerequisite for doing business in North Dakota. Well, I, I I don't I don't think so necessarily, and I think you open up the the door to you know what what Representative Nelson has talked about within this measure is really you know there's three separate issues within this measure. It's it's you know where is WSI houses it and who is it regulated by, you know how do we deal with mental injuries and the volunteer uh, issue as well, and it's you know it's it's oftentimes you see with these measures where you throw kind of uh, three or four or multiple pieces together, and you may like some, you may not like others, and, and you know, how do you handle that? Um, you know, speaking to the mental injuries uh, specifically, um, I encourage you to go back, I encourage your listeners to go back, too, if, if they're really interested. Is, uh, in 2015, this, this, was, this was heard before the legislature, and Representative Nelson brought in an expert to talk about PTSD and mental injuries, and uh, one of the p- interesting points that the, this expert made was that it's impossible to tell what causes a PTSD or what causes a mental industry injury like that? So, you and I could be uh, sitting at the same same accident or the same trauma or what have you, and it's going to affect me very differently than it may affect you. And it's impossible to tell if it's caused by by that issue or that that exposure or what have you, or to something in your past or past trauma. And so I think we're or something we're, that's you know, not work related, something in your yeah, personal it, life, and whether or not it's work related or it's outside work, and and how does this all play in? And I think that's where the science isn't quite caught up with, uh, with kind of where we're at, and it's, it, so it, it makes it very difficult to make that determination of whether or not the employer should be on the hook for those costs. And it's not to say that these folks who are who are going through these traumatic issues don't have have coverage. I mean, they're likely covered under their employer through their regular health insurance and and can get treatment that way. It just depends on. Whether or not the employer is on the hook, and and I'll tell you that expert testimony was 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 very interesting to me, and it was fascinating because it you know they kind of went through and admitted that this is a this is a difficult thing to to determine of of when does this actually happen and what is it what actually amounts to a mental injury and how do you look at this and right then, then you add in the, the 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 potential for fraud and and it just it's the legislature clearly wasn't comfortable to go there yet and. Right. You know, I'm not sure if the people in North Dakota are, and I'm, again, I'm not even sure if it's going to be in the measure. So it's, it's well, I, and, an interesting right. discussion. And, I, and I, I think also, I mean, when it comes to some of this stuff, I mean, we're not talking so much about the medical coverage also, but like lost wages, like yep. if, you, if you end up missing work because you have PTSD or something. And, and listen, I mean, I, I think we all want to be sensitive to that. I mean, our, yeah. you know, firefighters, our law enforcement officers, uh, and, and, and on, you know, jobs too numerous to list here, you know, it's a tough job, and they yep. see sometimes some truly horrific things. And I think we all want to shape public policy to, to to provide for that as best we can. I'm just not sure, like you said, we're there yet. I, I feel at this point we may be opening a can of worms that we don't want to open. John, thank you for your time today. Appreciate it. Anytime, Rob. Thanks. 
That's John Godfrey, Insurance Commissioner. I'm Rob Port. This is the Rob Report on 970 WDAY AM and 93.1 FM. We'll wrap the show up right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob Report, 970 WDAY AM, 93.1 FM, 701-293-9000, 888-970-9329, email talk at WDAY.com. Let's see, Andy Peterson, who is the uh, head of the Greater North Dakota Chamber of Commerce, uh, says, uh, tweeted at me uh, during, we had Insurance Commissioner John Godfrey on uh, last segment, uh, tweeted at me, uh, Greater North Dakota Chamber testified in favor of keeping WSI as a state-run system, he said, apparently referring to uh, bills considered before the legislature previously. He continues, Godfrey is right, hard to measure a mental injury. And, you know, I I, I think that's right, Nolan. I mean, on, on one hand, I, I think generally we want workers in North Dakota to feel like they have robust coverage if they get injured on the job. But on the other hand, you know, I, I think it's I think it's difficult to, to open up a can of worms to something where because workers comp is supposed to be really, you know, job related injuries. And I, I used to be a fraud investigator, actually, for not for workers. We contracted with workers comp. But, you know, I would go out and, and workers who would, you know, fake injuries or try to pretend an in, injury they got uh, in a non work related situation was work related. I investigated those cases, and I can tell you, sometimes those were tough cases to prove as it was. I, I can't even imagine trying to do some of these these cases or trying to prove that, uh, you know, some, some – and PTSD, I guess, is the big example we're using, but I guess maybe it could be other things too uh, – is, is job-related. I mean, it seems to me like you're really opening a can of worms there. It's – I feel like you want to – if this does happen, I feel like there's going to be a lot of – pushback and not wanting to step on the toes of those who kind of advocate for mental illness. I feel like this is just going to cause kind of a bigger uproar if I, if I'm kind of understanding it correctly, you know, I mean, a lot of it's going to be depend on how it's written, I guess. Right. Maybe when we get the text, but I I mean, I don't, I mean, where does it end? I mean, is it like depression? Like if I'm feeling depressed, you know, can I say that's work related and then, you know, miss work and get paid for that? I mean, that's, how do you prove that something like that is work-related? You know, how do you prove that, that PTSD is necessarily work-related? I mean, do we know for sure? I mean, can we can we determine? And, and I don't want to be insensitive to people who are dealing with this. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to minimize PTSD or anything like that. You know, I, I want to be very sensitive to those things. But as as a practical matter of public policy, I'm not sure how we do this. I, I'm just not sure we're at a point where we know enough about some of these things to be able to draw bright lines and say, okay, well, we could tell whether or not this was work-related or this wasn't work-related. I, I think it may be something like PTSD is something you you treat, you treat deal with in a larger healthcare sense rather than through workers' comp. And And again, you know, North Dakota is struggling all the time. To diversify our economy. I mean, it's I, I, I hate to I mean, maybe it sounds mercenary or, or whatever to to bring up, you know, cost of doing business questions in the context of, of care that people receive. But it's a valid question. If we expand some of these coverages, it is going to rise, raise the cost of doing business in North Dakota. How much of that can we afford? North Dakota already operates at a number of significant disadvantages. Um, a lot of people perceive our, our state because of the weather and other factors as, as maybe not 
the optimal place to live. I think that's unfortunate because I think North Dakota is a wonderful place to live. But, you know, that's a perception we have to overcome. We have to overcome a chronic labor shortage in our state. Uh, It can be tough to get businesses to want to come to North Dakota and do business. And the last thing I think we need to do is start mucking around with workers' comp insurance, which is like auto insurance. It's a prerequisite. You know, auto insurance, you got to have it to drive on the roads. Workers' comp insurance, you got to have it to do business in North Dakota. And if we do things to make it more expensive, it gets more expensive to do business in North Dakota. That means less employment, fewer jobs in North Dakota. Those are ramifications we got to think about. So it's going to be an interesting debate. Uh, Jay Thomas show coming up next. We got a guest host, right? Yes, Ray. Ray is here. Ray. Yeah, Ray. That's right. Ray. Ray's uh, Ray sitting in uh, for Jay coming up next. Stay tuned for that. You can always catch me right here on the Rob Report. On 970 WDAY AM, 93.1 FM, or of course 24 hours a day, seven days a week at sayanythingblog.com, North Dakota's most popular political blog. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Cloud,